serving the great state of Montana. From the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clarkport River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Hey, if you guys uh, if you guys were having withdrawals, uh, man, what a great week last week. Three days, not only of live coverage from the SHOT Show in Las Vegas, but three days, four days, because he was with us last Tuesday as well. Four days of John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter. John, great to see you back here. Although I, I miss our little perch at the shot show. We had people bringing us coffee and all sorts of stuff. Well, fi- finally, I mean, and we've got to <laughs> figure out when. Do, do you know when your court appearance is back there? Did you get the you, you know, notification I, on that? I think they just said, you know what, man, you're good. We got our hands full. So uh, we're just going to let that crime slide uh, down there. So, yeah. Well, I, I got to be back February 22nd. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm assuming you're going to have to be there. You got time. a notice to reappear. I did. You yeah. must have stayed out later than me then because uh yeah (laughs) there is i I really really i want to get down in the weeds on what is the legal definition of disorderly okay because i'm telling you i was not disorderly well i know i mean i'm just saying and you know we might have had to call david noble on friday night just uh but he doesn't do criminal law so we were a little out of luck there he just does business law so uh yeah, but yeah. he's a lawyer anyway, and he's good at threatening people. So we got him on the phone. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. countersuit. That's that's right. He yeah. got right up on the on the phone with those authorities there in Vegas and said, "Do you know who I am?" You know, we <laughs> could we could go sue Casino Security, and we could be like Rachel Maddow and E. Jean Carroll. We could go on a shopping spree, get new wigs, new clothes, and everything. Did you see how E. Jean Carroll was laughing about and bragging about? Her lawsuit against Donald J. Trump and how her and Rachel Maddow are going to go on a big shopping spree. It's like, wow, if people were not suspect of your claims before, they are now. I tell you what, honey, a little advice here. Don't go spending that money right away because I guarantee you Mr. Trump is going to appeal that as absolutely as far as he can. And you ask people how many times they've actually got paid out in these civil suits. If they get the money, it's years later. So I don't know if you saw this story, but the Daily Caller uh, broke this news. Federal authorities caught an Al-Shabaab terrorist at the southern border and released him into the country where he roamed free for nearly a year. Now, apparently, the federal authorities uh, didn't know who al-Shabaab was, and instead, uh, they thought it was, uh, well, this guy. (laughs) Shabba. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 that's that's not Shabba ranks. Uh, It's al-Shabaab, the Somali terrorist, but uh, yeah. Shabba. (laughs) No, that's al-Shabaab. There's a difference. Uh, the Texas authorities caught a crew of them here a few days ago, and they had a picture of them lined up. I don't know if you saw that. They are all in shape, young men, 20 to 30, short haircuts, nice clothes, all with military-style backpacks. Probably with a newer cell phone than you and I have, too. Yeah. And, of course, TikTok's on there. I mean, they got to have TikTok, you know. Do you think these guys are just uh, poor Latinos coming here to work? Yeah, not so much. They're mams. It's ma'am. <laughs> military-aged males. No, not dudes who identify as women. Well, some of them might be in there, too. Mams. Military-aged males flooding into this country. 
Hey, well, I was down at the SHOT Show in Las Vegas. We got some big news in the U.S. Senate race here in Montana. First, there's new polling data out with Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy in a big lead in a potential GOP primary. The other big news is there is now clearly very direct links. The Democrats and the shady Democrat groups are the ones funding attack ads against Navy SEAL Tim Sheehy to face him in the fall. Pretty obvious John Tester is scared. Go to MontanaTalks.com. Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. I know, I know when you're, you know, doing TV news or joke or, you know, you know, chatting on the radio, you know, talk radio, you're supposed to start with the serious stuff. And then later on in the hour, that's when you, you start joking around and lighten things up. But what the heck? That's, that's part of the fun here is whenever the joker from Twitter is in the house with us. We can start off uh, the show by joking around a little bit, but let's get into some of the serious news of the day. So, uh, John, Shaba, as I was talking about, uh, you know, federal authorities caught an Al-Shabaab terrorist at the southern border and released him into the country where he roamed freely for, for nearly a year before being arrested in Minnesota just days ago. The Daily Caller had that story uh, uh, just the other day, but but now... The United Nations, uh, sadly, this isn't a surprise. This is no surprise. But the United Nations, how many actual confirmed terrorists are on the clock working for the United Nations? Uh, this this story is now out big time this week. Yeah, and let's not forget, you have uh, the United States and the Joe Biden regime, along with European people, denying any of this for the last couple of months until it finally hit the fan here a few weeks ago. And now the Wall Street Journal is reporting yesterday that the United Nations Relief and Works Agency, UN- UNRWA, has actually 1,200 members who are actual terrorists they are op terrorist operatives and then they go on to report that half the employees half the employees of this entire agency have relatives who are terrorist operatives i mean this place this thing is rotten to the core it's got to get defunded and completely thrown in the ash can exactly and we are the primary funders of this organization and it's not just some workers that they hired in the terrorist haven of the Gaza Strip. It goes all the way to the top, where you have people that are in the back pocket of the communist Chinese actively working against the United States of America. Now, uh, John just shared the official news with you. I could uh, read more on this official news report, but let's let's let you, if you don't want to hear it from us. Well, let's uh, let's see who is the reporter on this story. This is a Jillian Turner at the State Department for Fox News Radio. Hundreds of UN employees may have ties to Islamic terrorists, according to an Israeli dossier obtained by Fox News. It names a dozen UN staffers accused of helping Hamas carry out the October 7th terror attacks, including by kidnapping an Israeli woman, raiding an Israeli kibbutz, and doling out ammunition to Hamas fighters. None of these accusations stopped the UN from fundraising today. A dozen countries, including the U.S., UNRWA's top sponsor, have all suspended funding to the U.N. outpost in Gaza. 
Four months prior to Hamas's October 7th terrorist attacks, the Biden administration doled out an extra $154 million of U.S. taxpayer money to UNRWA. Yeah, and it's not just the money going to UNRWA, John. Joe Biden has been the, the so-called aid that he's given to to the Gaza Strip. We all know that goes right into the hands of terrorists. So so whether it's the U.N. or our taxpayer dollars directly or indirectly through the U.N., they're funding terrorism. They've got videos of it. This is not, you know, us. it's not conjecture. It's not a theory. They've got videos of them commandeering the trucks, <laughs> just outright kidnapping them and taking them. John, the, the P-tape media that we talked about with Donald Trump Jr., last week they they don't want to use actual videos as evidence they want to they want to talk about videos that don't even exist uh and use that as evidence but when they have actual evidence right in front of them yeah they're very skeptical well i don't know if you saw this yesterday our completely hapless weak sauce worthless incompetent secretary of state blinken <laughs> comes out to say yesterday that the situation in the middle east is the most dangerous it's been since 1973 okay and here we are four months ago this same knucklehead came out and said this is the most peaceful time in in, in our recent history in the middle east are aaron aren't you so glad that the adults are back in charge over there yeah good night yeah good night they were well and, and remember that was it the national security guy uh, supposed guy jake sullivan who what, what two weeks before the hamas terror attacks basically said the same thing oh yeah the middle east is doing great <laughs> uh, things are just awesome unbelievable let's go to clint in bozeman first up on the phone lines this morning clint great to hear from you clint are you there my he's on line one right or is that mike in bozeman maybe we lost hold on did i hit the try again clint are you there clint Okay, I don't even hear the birds chirping in the background there, those fancy birds he's got. So we must have lost Clint. Let's see, we got uh, Mike in Bozeman. Mike, are you there? Yes. Hey, good. Yeah, what's going on? I wanted to follow up a uh, request I made of you before you went down to the Scott Show regarding the John Brown Shooting Club organization. And um, yesterday I wanted to make this phone call, and I thought, no, I probably better go check online just to see first what's there before I go calling in and, and uh, telling you guys to do the same thing. So I went online yesterday and I used the search words 2024 SHOT Show John Brown Shooting Clubs. And holy cow, what came up, I found the very first thing was a huge website from the Madison, Wisconsin John Brown Shooting Club organization with text regarding their uh, mission, their uh, pictures, and their whole uh, liability disclaimer. They they are uh, anti-fascist, Black Lives Matter, hate Trump, hate the U.S. Constitution, and packing AK-47s openly at uh, demonstrations under the... 
I'll tell you what, we had three incredible shows, live shows from the SHOT Show down in Las Vegas, the world's biggest gun show. That was last week. But it's so great to be back in studio because the best part of Montana Talks is when you get to talk, when you get to be heard all across Montana. I mean, we had Donald Trump Jr., the governor, so many others, gun companies and more join us from Vegas. But when we're in studio, that's when we get to hear from you. And you get to be heard all across Montana with Montana Talks statewide every Monday through Friday, 9 to 10, right here. Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, back to Mike in Bozeman. Mike, sorry for the uh, the abrupt cutoff there at the break, but that's all right. That'll happen from time to time. Uh, but, yeah, you, you were triggering my memory. So I me- now, now that you call in, I remember, yeah, you were saying something about, hey, go find out if this group got a- was able to put up a booth at the SHOT Show. I think you were saying it was some sort of Antifa outfit. Uh, and why are they allowed to have a booth at the shot show? So, so did you confirm where we did, we did not have the time to go out. And, uh, unfortunately there were, there were even a bunch of Montanans that we still didn't get a chance to catch up with down there. But what did you find? Were, were they able to have a booth at the shot show? Yes. Oh, okay. And, uh, I don't know where my, uh, commentary got, uh, stopped when the break came, um, but the, I used the search words, 2024 SHOT Show, uh, John Brown Shooting Clubs. And I found a website that I don't know if it's their main, main head, headquarters website, but it uh, was centered in Madison, Wisconsin. But it had their mission statement that went on for pages and pages and pictures of uh, guys and young women openly carrying AK-47s, pistols, and uh, bear spray, what looked like bear spray uh, canisters on belts, military garb, paramilitary garb, black, uh, uh, black uniforms and combat boots, and claiming that they are protectors of the downtrodden and the uh, community protection and uh, the kinds of... So it'd be, like uh, when, it'd be like when the Black Panthers showed up armed at polling yeah. sites to yeah. intimidate yeah. voters from showing up in the elections. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. No, thanks Thanks for following up on that because, uh, yeah, now I remember when you called in ahead of time. I'm going to uh, shoot a note to our... Uh, to one of our contacts with the SHOT Show. Hey, you know anything about this? And, and let them know that we had a question from a caller, et cetera. So I, pre- I appreciate you following up, uh, Mike. Thanks for calling in. Because, uh, John, are you, you, I don't think you, you are familiar with this John Brown Shooting Club or anything like that either. So, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll ping the, our friends at the SHOT Show to see uh, see what they know, uh, et cetera. Or maybe nobody else put it on their radar so, uh, so we can do that. So I appreciate that, Mike. Uh, let's see. Next up, let's go to Tim in Billings. Tim, what's going on? Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, morning. You know, it's just a sad state of affairs with what's been transpiring with uh, those service members killed. And, you know, it wasn't too awfully long ago there was people who were filing impeachment uh, preceding paperwork, uh, Mr. Rosendale, uh, against Lloyd Austin because he went AWOL. 
And why would anybody, you know, have the uh, idea that they could attack the United States with impunity? Because, you know, we have a military leader that is AWOL. But the good thing is, is the people who are monitoring that radar system to watch that drone sneak in at the same time as ours, according to the Fox News report in between, you know, I bet you they checked every DEI box. They probably took some guy off of there who wouldn't let a gnat in. And, and thank God we, we probably put somebody in there who was less qualified, but they checked all the DEI boxes. And, and here's a news flash for our military leaders. Our adversaries don't care about color of skin or religion of us. They don't care. They'll kill all of us. They'll kill Muslims. They'll kill Christians. They'll kill Jews. They'll kill blacks. They'll kill Asians. They'll kill Native Americans. They'll kill whites because we are Americans to them. Well, yeah, we're we're all infidels to them. Uh, three black yeah. soldiers killed these uh, these incredible Americans who gave their lives uh, for our country, not for the administration, by the way. Corinne Jean Pierre, that was just uh, my goodness. You know, think before each and for the White House, for the President of the United States of America. Would you think before you speak? Here is the. Uh, uh, here, by the way, here was her response that the the New York Post. Where's the headline from the New York Post that we printed up here earlier this morning? Anyway, li- listen to what Corinne Jean Pierre had to say uh, yesterday. Uh, after, oh yeah, here's the headline: Corinne Jean Pierre ripped for saying three U.S. troops killed in Jordan died fighting for the administration, and and her other uh, embarrassing response. Uh, obviously, our deepest condolences uh, go out and our he- heartfelt condolences go out to the families uh, who lost uh, three, three brave, uh, three brave, uh, three brave, of, uh, three folks who are who are military folks who are brave, who are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration of the American people. Obviously, more so, more importantly, uh, we lost those souls, as the president said yesterday when he was in South Carolina. Our hearts go out to their families. Yeah, three Army reservists uh, out of the state of Georgia, where their unit is headquartered, uh, who were killed in this attack in Jordan. Uh, John, apparently, apparently when Joe Biden says, don't, don't. And when Kamala Harris says, don't, apparently that's not enough. Apparently that doesn't do the job. Well, any other administration that you, in, in our lifetimes, what would have happened was as soon as Israel invaded Gaza, we would have put our assets in, into place over there. And then we would have already picked out targets um, because, you know, some of these bad actors in the region are going to try to jump into it. Well, we, we would have already picked out um, targets. And the minute, like, when they hit Jordan, the minute you make one phone call, okay, we've got we've got this target set, hit it. And we would have hit back at them within hours. You're talking about two to three hours. We would have been already striking targets. We'd already picked. These guys, days later, and they're still uh, pretending that they're going to do something worthwhile, and you know they won't. They're going to advertise it ahead of time and hit some empty barn somewhere and pretend they did something. To your point there, Christina Wong is a national security correspondent for Breitbart News. She was an embedded reporter overseas in places like, I can't remember if she was in Iraq and Afghanistan. I know she was in, in at least one of those locations as an embedded reporter, I think for ABC News back then. But yeah, she, she made a similar point via Twitter. Boy, those empty storage units in Iraq better watch out because the Biden administration is going to respond. 
straight out of the Bill Clinton administration. You remember when he was trying to throw everybody off the scent of, of Monica Lewinsky and, and the blue dress? That's what they were doing. They were picking aspirin factories and then making sure and hitting them in the middle of the night where nobody was there and then pretending they were doing something against terrorists, right? That reminds me. Yeah, that pharmaceutical factory that, that he blew up in Sudan back yep. then. Uh, the guy who f- helped find Hunter Biden's laptop and bring that story to the New York Post met him at the cigar lounge in Billings, had him on the show talking about the Hunter Biden laptop. He also talked about that. He he was working as a reporter at the time. Uh, was it the Washington Times or where was it? Can't remember, but he actually went. He was the reporter that went to the actual site, to the location they bombed. And I think it helped break that news of like, yeah, they just basically, you know, hit a hit a pharmaceutical factory and said, we struck back at bin Laden. <laughs> and you know, that, that was that's a whole other we could talk for 30 minutes about what, you know, Billy, but, you know, their B.J. Clinton did there to avoid subpoenas and avoid testifying back there in that whole trial. But it just shows you how that's how they conduct foreign policy. They are absolutely weak, feckless and incompetent. It's just the nature of Democrats themselves. The only people that they would actually drop a strike on would be people like us, Aaron. That, that's who they legitimately He's despise. threatened. He says, John, you remember when it comes to your Second Amendment rights, you remember I've got F-16s, John. Joe Biden has threatened that on a couple of different occasions. I threw together a quick little montage here. I won't play the full thing because I already played the Kareem Jean-Pierre soundbite. The other clip I'm not going to play is Joe Biden uh, when was it? Uh, when was it back in 2020 when Joe Biden claimed that Donald Trump is going to get us into war with Iran? Oh as Joe Biden has us on the brink of World War Three. But but speaking of uh, of don't don't here you go. As Ukraine succeeds on the battlefield, Vladimir Putin is becoming embarrassed and pushed into a corner. And I wonder, Mr. President, what you would say to him if he is considering using chemical or tactical nuclear weapons. Don't. 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 What's the message to Iran? Don't. As President Biden said, just don't. Exactly. One word. Pretty straightforward. Uh, obviously, our deepest condolences uh, go out. And all right, and there's the the KJP clip there and more. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get back into the phone lines here. We've got uh, let's see, Frank in Evergreen with a with another call from out of left field. But uh, that's all right, Frank. What's on your mind this morning? Not really left field. I just wanted to talk. Or right field. Yeah, either way. Neuralink. Anyway, but of course, when you talk about. Elon Musk, he was always out in left field to begin with. He donated to uh, Hillary's campaigns and to Obama's campaign and also Joe Biden's. And so when you look at his artificial intelligence, it's probably based on the average IQ of a Democrat, which is anywhere from 85 to 100. And, you know, when you start interfacing Neuralink system with automotive technology, well, we don't have, well, in physics, it's they don't call it brakes. They're called um, opposite of velocity acceleration is velocity retardants. I mean, we're, we're going to have glitches where people will want to drive faster because it doesn't assume they're going to be smarter. So your concern, so your concern today, or the topic that you're calling in about, is. Uh, in Elon Musk project, your concern is that whatever Elon Musk is doing with what Neuralink or with self-driving cars, that it could have uh, very bad ramifications. Is that a way to break it down for simpletons like me? Yes, it, it, it was kind of 
make everybody equal, almost in this communist uh, state, to Marxist state, to, uh, we're all going to, well, there'll be no happiness. It would just get by. We'll all have a, uh, an electric car and uh, no one really thinks when they're on the highway. It's just, uh, hmm. you know, we're just little idiots, you know, just. Uh, that, that's the danger with AI run amok, that's for sure. Uh, John, I don't know, did you hear my conversation with that Baylor University professor who spoke at the Big Sky Worldview Forum last week um, talking about artificial intelligence? And anyway, that was a fascinating conversation. Uh, I think Frank might have been in on that one as well. But he was saying how some of this AI, like chat GPT, has improved remarkably since about a year ago, uh, but, but also talked about those left-right limits. Uh, we'll get to more callers right after this. Securing America. The Iranian-backed drone attack on U.S. troops in Jordan, which killed three American service members, is eliciting strong reaction from Washington. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin spoke Monday at the Pentagon. We will take all necessary actions to defend the U.S. and our troops. Secretary of State Antony Blinken. And that response could be multi-leveled, come in stages, and be sustained over time. However, the White House's aim not to expand Middle East conflict has drawn criticism. Florida Republican Congressman Michael Waltz is a former Green Beret. What Iran hears from that is, well, we can let's let's take it to the next level and see what we can get away with next time. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says, unfortunately, one thing cannot be changed. No blue star family ever wants to become a gold star family. And sadly, there are now three more families on that roster. Kevin Uresky, Fox News. The Ramsey Show. If I thought with my 40 years plus in the financial world that your best shot at having a high quality life was a universal income, I would be for it. But I don't think it is. Your best quality of life is when your character is increased with discipline, grit, the ability to overcome obstacles, a belief that if I leave the cave, kill something and drag it home, I get to keep it. Weeknight, starting at 9, right here on News Talk. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Phone lines are open for you as we chat with John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter, uh, at PVT Joker US, at Private Joker US via X.com, by the way. And you can follow me as well, at Aaron Flint. I don't have as many followers as John, but that's all right. Uh, that's all right. I get the honor of having a microphone here every day, so I, I don't have as much time to, to be tweeting and all that stuff. But that's why it's so great to have John in here as well. Uh, let's see. Got a nice message here from Joel in Stevensville. Joel, if you don't mind, I'm only going to share part of this message because I really like your idea. But I don't want to necessarily throw it out there over the air just yet. If you're okay with it, Joel, if you want me to share your idea over the air, I will do it. But here's the first part of his message. Aaron, I thoroughly enjoyed the SHOT Show coverage while cheering on the Montana representation and promotion. And then he was talking about the vibrant firearms industry here in Montana. And then he has a really good show. Uh, really good idea. Uh, so, so I'm going to hold on to that one, Joel, because uh, I totally agree with you. Stephen Billings said this. We were playing the soundbite of Corrine Jean-Pierre saying that these, uh, these, uh, these, uh, these, uh, the, uh, the folks uh, who, uh, uh, you, you know, the thing, you know, the, uh, the, the folks who, who, who died 
for the administration. Steve says, I think KJP meant that these servicemen and, and women died because of the administration, not for the administration. So he thinks KJP just screwed up her wording there. She meant to say died because of the administration, not for the administration. So a very interesting point there by by Stephen Billings. Let's get back into the phone lines. Grandpa Lou, great to hear from you again. Uh, we, we got a quick uh, quick chance to chat with Grandpa Lou at the end of the nine o'clock hour of the of the show yesterday. But uh, hey, great part about this extra hour of Montana Talks is you can call back in in the eight o'clock hour. So Grandpa Lou, great to hear from you. What do you want to share? Uh, first thing off here, I want to offer my deepest sympathy and condolences to the to the brave soldiers that we lost. Amen. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, wa- I want to apologize the, uh, that I kind of let my emotions get the best of me yesterday. Um, hey, that's all right. It's I understandable. Wanted, I wanted to follow up and on my visit with Matt and Matt Saturday night up in Joliet and Fort Rockville area and stuff. It was, it was standing room only, man. You couldn't have got another sardine in there. And it was an outstanding, an outstanding uh, little meeting. But what I'm concerned about is he still hasn't committed whether he's going to uh, jump into the Senate race or not. And uh, I love Matt Rosendale. I love his policies and stuff. He's Montana first. Um, but... I don't think he can beat John Tester. He's he's waited too long. I would, and this is my opinion. I would like to see him stay in the House, continue the fight, and in two years, I think we have another Senate seat. That very well could. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point you make there. Is that hey, if Trump wins back the White House, and if Senator Steve Daines is successful in winning back the Senate this fall as chairman of the NRSC, who knows? What what could happen? He may be called into the administration, right? And then you've got another Senate seat open. But no, I'm I'm with you. I think it's uh, not only is it getting too late. I think it's already too late. Uh, and but but uh, but my concern is that is that Congressman Rosendale has maybe already painted himself into such a corner that he feels like he has to run and that he can't back down now. Even though a lot of his friends are, are telling him, Matt, stay in the house, stay in the fight there, uh, and, uh, and, and and don't risk a repeat of 2018 or even worse, potentially lose in a primary. Tim and Savage messaged us earlier, I don't know what game Matt is playing, uh, but I'll never forget the wisdom from my mama while growing up. Uh, let's just say Adam Schiff or get off the pot. But is, is, is it even too late now, I think, is another question. Uh, let's see. John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter. It, we may have an announcement later this week. He did say on – Steve Bannon last week said on, on the War Room podcast, which is a great podcast, by the way, and Grandpa Lou, thanks for the call. He said last week that – that they're going to have some sort of special announcement later this week. So uh, maybe the announcement will come later this week. <laughs> There's so many subplots in this. And first of all, Matt Rosenau is one of my favorite guys. Love him. Um, I don't know whether or not. I think you know he can probably beat Sheehy in the primary. But the question is, with without the money, without the big money behind him, how is he going to beat Tester in the general election? And then if he doesn't, then we lose him. He's gone, right? That, totally that, out. That's that's my. And you don't know who issue. replaces him in the House. And 
And here, I, I know Matt knows this, but maybe a lot of your listeners don't know. Here's the thing. After what Matt Rosendale did to big GOP, when he went after them and got rid of McCarthy, helped to get rid of McCarthy, see, they will not support him. They will, they will act as Democrats against him to make sure he does not get into that Senate. I guarantee Well, you. and right now you've got the Democrats uh, helping Rosendale and simultaneously funding millions of dollars in attack ads against Tim Sheehy. So the Democrats are, are clearly afraid of Tim Sheehy. But, yeah, you, you raise another good point, which is like, okay – yeah, so no matter what you and I think uh, about the election here in Montana, the fact is, OK, in June, when the primary is over, uh, if if all those, whether it's moderate, squishy donors, like you mentioned, the big GOP or whether it's it's your actual conservative donors, uh, if if they don't think he can win the race, they're going to spend their money somewhere else. And they and that money will not. I, I think there's people that think that, oh, well, once he's the candidate, yeah, the, the money will flow in. I, I do not think it will. I, I do not think it will flow in. So so you will be going to war without beans, without bullets and, and, and without the ability to respond in hundreds of millions of dollars in phony attacks coming from uh, from Tester. Well, here's the thing. Those people are not going to ever big GOP Uniparty is not ever going to let Matt Rosendale in the Senate. And I'll tell you why. After what he did to McCarthy, see, the Senate is different. One man can throw a monkey wrench into everything they do up there, just totally up in their little garden party they got going up there. You know, but just by not giving his consent to to basic stuff, everyday stuff, to what Tuberville did. Yes. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, they they cannot have him doing that to their little garden party up there. Well, I think fundamentally what we ultimately need is we need the majority back because, uh, you know, some people may more like the, the, the Mike Lees of the world. Some people may more like the these guys of the world. But the bottom line is we saw what the Senate was able to get done when Donald Trump was president of the United States. We need the White House. We need the majority. Ultimately, that's what we need. Uh, but there's a lot of us who also want to see somebody fighting and, and pulling the party in a more rightward direction as well. And, and Matt can do that from a safe Republican House seat in the, in the Eastern District of Congress. But if he's out altogether, what do you get? Uh, I, would, uh, I would hate to lose him. I really would because he's such a powerful voice and a guy that will not be quiet when everybody else stays quiet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yesterday, uh, yeah, we had some great calls come in, uh, some, some, some fired up callers, which was fun. Uh, some great callers yesterday. I, and I got a great message from Frank in the Flathead. I think this is the same Frank now on the phone lines. Frank, was that you that sent us the message yesterday? If so, I, it was a great message. Yeah. Yeah, guys, thanks. Hey, I agree with everything you guys said, Rosendale and Sheehy. I mean, I, I, I mean, I would love to see a barn burner in the Senate like Rosendale, but uh, I think you know we have to sometimes uh, strategically go for suboptimal situations and just get a majority and then just lean into those guys and hold them accountable if that's such things possible. I'm not real hopeful it is, but yeah, yesterday here and just uh, I just want to say. Uh, Respectfully, uh, if being a Navy SEAL is the criteria for criticizing a politician, you know, we're in trouble. So all of these guys that run for office, none of them, Trump, nobody, she, nobody, they should, we got to criticize them when they do things that are wrong, and we got to be able to praise them and hold them when they do things right. I mean, I've, I've been in a job that people think is something special. I don't think it is, but, uh, you know, Joe Sixpack should be able to criticize anybody from she oh no i agree i agree with that and and if i didn't articulate that that point as well as i could have and i was i was rushing because i wanted to sneak on more callers so sometimes the longer i go back and forth with a caller it means the less time we have to get to other callers so sometimes i gotta quickly wrap up but that's why i i I, I, 
guy a little bit, you know. Well, no, way. what I didn't appreciate, so for those who missed it in the 9 o'clock hour of the show yesterday, was was the guy uh, who said, oh, Tim C., he's a phony. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, man, here, because here's the deal. Um, uh, you know, it sounds like you've served with, with folks in whatever capacity you served in, Frank, and Frank, thanks for your phone call. I've served with folks, in, you know, with a variety of backgrounds, and I, I fundamentally respect folks who have served. Now, question them on policy. Go after them aggressively on policy. But to outright call somebody a phony, uh, you know, somebody who, who's got multiple hearts in defense of this country, uh, you know, uh, that's, where, that's where I'm like, wait a minute, man. What is your background? Cause, but, no, I completely agree with you, Frank. Joe Sixpack, I don't care if you're a Navy SEAL, if you're a Green Beret, if you were, you know, the top drug cop taking the fight to the drug cartels. When you run for office, yeah, people need to ask you questions and question you. But, but to fundamentally attack somebody on a personal level, to call them a phony when everything they've done for this country, that's where I'm going to push back and say, what the hell have you done? And the guy didn't even have an answer. And then the guy hung up and and I was going to let him talk more, uh, even though we had a bunch of other callers on the phone lines. That's where that's where I, I drew the line. To me, it was just like, oh, come on, man. You're going to take a cheap shot like that, but you won't even tell us what your background is. Frank, thanks for the call. More with the Joker next. Waking up on the right side. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. How many times do American troops need to get attacked, not killed, but attacked, before we have a president that recognizes that they're declaring war on our troops and that he better do something about it? Not saying exactly what the actions would be, but I'm saying you better do something about it. When there's nearly 200 attacks that we know of, against American troops by Iranian-supported terror groups in the region, being the number one state sponsor of terror. All these proxy conflicts, they're all Iranian-backed. And for Joe to take the policy positions he's taken on Iran, I'm sorry, when you don't respond, your weakness and this is weakness. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's the Sean Hannity Show. A message brought to you by the Ad Council. Doctors take Field of Greens for their own health. Here's Dr. Ryan Green to explain. We're like you, too much fast food and not enough exercise. That's why I take Field of Greens. The fruits and vegetables in Field of Greens support my heart, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism for weight loss. And Field of Greens promises your doctor will notice your improved health or your money back. Get 15% off with promo code radio at fieldofgreens.com. That's promo code radio at fieldofgreens.com. Product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is the Montana Economic Minute. Societies require cooperation, but they also require laws. We cooperate when we drive on the right-hand side of the road on the highway. If we didn't, of course, we'd be breaking the law at the very least. The nature of the threat of higher temperatures from carbon emissions is global, and will take cooperation between all countries to address it. And what if a country decides to drive on the wrong side of the road by continuing to emit carbon? Carbon emissions are a textbook example of the free rider problem. If everyone else complies and you don't, you enjoy the benefits without incurring the cost. 
Such situations are not unusual, and the systems of international law and treaties have been crafted to try to manage them. Except that the process of agreeing on emissions has largely bypassed that structure. The high visibility meetings between bureaucrats and politicians, the UN reports, and the various announcements of goals. None of them rise to the level of treaties with buy-in by the political process. I'm Patrick Bucky. And 4-4, Renewal by Anderson of Montana. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Spring Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better studio. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Uh, let me do a little bit of a lightning round so we can get to both the callers on the line right now. And then John Jackson's going to be with us for the 9 o'clock hour as well, for at least the first half of the 9 o'clock hour. Mitch in Kalispell, thanks for the call. What's on your mind? Um, I'm, I enjoy the points y'all have made so far about the Sheehy and Rosendale and whether Rosendale's going to enter the race. But just like you were saying about donors, the other thing it's doing is it's starting to create a bit of caucuses within the Republican Party here in Montana. And when it comes time for volunteers, when it comes time for campaigning, you're beginning to divide the party. And so, I mean, I personally just wish Rosendale would make a decision so that we can coalesce into behind one candidate in each race. I don't know if Rosendale's holding out so that he doesn't have to fight the primary right now in his district. And this is just to buy time and not spend as much money or what, but it's going to be expensive against Tester, and we need to make sure that we pick our candidate and begin coalescing behind him because it's a long it's a long race. Same reason why we need to coalesce behind Trump and not waste time with this Nikki Haley stuff for another month or two. No, I agree, and that was kind of Absolutely. what we talked about with Donald. Yeah, you know that, and that's my worry is I think. A primary could be healthy and could be a big narrative for whoever wins that primary, or it could it could take the wheels off of the entire Montana Republican Party and result in a whole bunch of infighting and bitterness. Uh, so it, that's the risk. Uh, great to hear from you. Uh, sorry to keep it short. The Mighty Human Z, I know you got something good for us this morning. Good morning. Great Lakes greetings. You know, John was telling me the other day his favorite TV show is Friends. And his favorite character is Chandler Bing. And I asked him, I said, hey, John, what's your favorite episode? And he says, you know, Chandler had to escape his girlfriend, Janice, and yeah. he bought a plane ticket to Yemen. <laughs> That's right, yeah. I guess I'm going to Yemen. I guess I'm going to Yemen now. Thank you very much. All right. Well, he's, man, I didn't know your boy just dropped some dirt on you like that, man. <laughs> but at least he didn't, you know, bust you out for watching the Kardashians nonstop. Yeah, we saw your tweets. You, Kard- oh you Kardashian God. viewer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I have, all my tweets just jumped all over me about that. But you know what? What are you going to do? Eating salads at the shot yeah. show, watching the Kardashians. Wait, my 15-year-old daughter comes in, and she's like, I want to watch the Kardashians. Let's watch the Kardashians. I can sit here and eat, and we can both watch it together. What do you say as a dad, right? I mean, you're, you're not going to say, no, go eat in the other room, right? So, But you know, the thing about that show is, you watch like two episodes, you first start watching this is such crap. But you watch it. You're in your into your third episode, and you're you're like, wait, what's going to happen next? What are, what are, what are they doing? Yeah, that's funny. It, it sucks you right in. How, the one daughter became like a billionaire with makeup sales and everything. But you know what was really funny? They wanted to come to Big Sky Montana and do a big snowmobiling trip, but they wanted the local business to do it for free. They said, get the heck out of here. We don't need your publicity. So, well, uh, well yeah. see. That, 
I don't know. I remember when that happened a few years ago. I don't know if that was a good decision on their part or not because you think of the publicity they could have got by them putting that brand out on the Kardashian yeah, that's true. show. That's I mean, true. But then again, they, business is doing pretty well in that neck of the woods anyway. Do they need more? Either way, some people are thinking, John, how, how can you sit there and watch the Kardashians? It's got to be just painful. And now we joke about pain like that uh, and sitting through pain like that. But some of you are sitting through some real pain, pain in your knees, pain in your hips, pain in your back. And you're wondering, man, what, what can I do about this? I don't want to get surgery if I don't have to. I don't want to get hooked on painkillers because that can have a, a bunch of problems. And then even if you get surgery, you got downtime and other effects. Well, let me tell you about QC Kinetics. They specialize in regenerative medicine. That's where they take the healing agents that are already in your body put them directly into your achy joints uh, and you can get a free consultation just find out if this is something that's worked for that'll work for you that's right a free consultation call qc kinetics 406-201-6263 qc kinetics 406-201-6263 again that's 406-201-6263 you can just call them just free consultation and if, and if you don't want to do it you don't have to do it but if, if you're like man I, uh, this is something that can actually help me. Hey, that's what a free consultation is all about. The Joker from Twitter with us in the 9 o'clock hour. Lots more to, to talk I'm about. I'm Chad Pergram with the Speaker's Lobby. 8,008. That's how many threats the U.S. Capitol Police investigated against members of Congress last year. The Capitol Police just released those figures. It's a marked increase over how many cases the department investigated in 2022, but well below the 9,600 cases the Capitol Police investigated in 2021. That's the same year as the Capitol riot. Contrast that with more than 5,200 cases the police investigated in 2018. The head of the Capitol Police's intelligence unit says to expect a very busy year with the upcoming political season. In August last year, Capitol Police announced new efforts to shore up its recruitment of agents and investigators to protect members of Congress amid a wave of threats. Last year, authorities arrested a man who they accuse of leaving anti-Semitic profanity-laced voicemails at the office of Democratic Nevada Senator Jackie Rosen. GOP Iowa Representative Marionette Miller-Meeks says she got death threats for not supporting Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan for speaker last fall. With the Speaker's Lobby, Chad Pergram, Fox News.